group from Ukraine called Susidia, which means neighbors. And uh, that song was called Vitkeva do Lubin. And that translates as from Kiev to the town of Lubin. And uh, some very interesting goings on along the way, um, planting a very lush countryside of Konopel, which translates as cannabis. Dobri večer i vitaju vas vsih dorhi radio suhači na radio programu Naš holos radio Krinskoho Korinja. Kazra podjeci vam na bahatomovni radio stanci AM 1320 CHMB u misti Vancouveri. Pri mikrofoni Pavlina Djakujuščorišala prebuta zimnoju na stupnu hodenu. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio coming to you on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host Pavlina. Thank you so much for joining me. We've got a great program lined up for you in this hour coming up. We've got uh, an interview with a group, a Canadian and uh, American Ukrainian uh, folk group and um, they've just they're actually in the process of putting out an album. It's kind of a two-part album, and they've done the first, and so we'll be talking to them all about that and sharing some of the fantastic music with you. As well, we've got a book review from the Holos Audio Archives, and of course, as we know, books make great gifts at this time of year. So stay tuned for all of that as well. We've got our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music, and we are going to dive into a song by Korinya, which will be talking to one of the members of this group about their newly released album and here they are now with a song from that album and it is called Uperiteku and it is all about a girl who is very lucky in love well possibly maybe too lucky Hey, 
чорна вдова. Вона бідра набиває мене, горне пригортає чорна вдову. Вона бідра набиває мене, горне пригортає чорна вдову. Ей, чорна вдову! Чи ти хочеш добре знати, моя мати? Кого будеш поперед узятим звати? Усіх, усіх, моя мамо, неділеньку з яцями Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for over 50 years. Since 1963, the Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Hollis listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit ChochenkoFoundation.com. Karinya is a contemporary folk band that presents Ukrainian folk music with a fresh grassroots sound. They've performed in places such as New York City, Toronto, and they have just launched their third album last July called Lisom, which translates as Through the Woods. We've been playing Karinya music on Nasholas for quite a while, and it is just a pleasure and an honor to finally connect up with one of the members of the group. We have Sana Shepko on the line right now, and uh, we're going to learn all about the origins of the group, what they're all about, where they're from, where they're going, and, of course, the new album that they've just launched. So welcome to Nasholas, Sana. Hi, thank you. It's an honor to be here. Well, you know, we've been playing your music for a few years now, and you've got two albums that you originally put out, and now we're going to be talking about your third and fourth. But why don't we just back up a little and uh, tell the listeners where you started. I've been kind of lying to them <laughs> that uh, that you're from the States, but that's sort of true, and uh, you're in Toronto right now. Yeah, so I'm currently living in Toronto I am originally from New York, so Corinna started out as a family band in the early 2000s, and we were around the area of Suryzyovka, which is like a Ukrainian resort in the Hudson Valley. So we were performing there as basically as children. Oh, neat. <laughs> and yeah, and as we grew older, we um, brought in a couple new members, so it transformed from solely a family band to something that is more of our own initiative. Mm -hmm. And as we grew into adults, we moved a little bit. So um, our singer is originally from Connecticut. She moved to Toronto. I'm originally from New York, and I also moved to Toronto. So now we're kind of half and half. So we're between New York and Toronto. Yes. Um, so we have some members still in the States. Oh, okay, so some family members still in the States then? Yes, yeah. So my sister still plays with us. So it's me and my sister as like, the family <laughs> element, uh, mm -hmm. she plays accordion. Okay. So you play violin and you're on vocals as well? You sing? Yeah, so I play violin and I sing the harmonies. Okay, and your sister Zoya also sings and plays accordion? Yes, she okay. actually started out playing cello. Oh. Um, so on earlier performances and earlier recordings, you'll hear a cello and that's where that that comes from. <laughs> okay. Oh, neat. And and you've got how many other members of uh, in the band? Uh, so we have Alina Kuzma, our vocalist. 
and she also plays drums. And then we have Nick Claudio, who's our bass player, and he's based out of Pittsburgh, actually, now. So that's Alina, yourself, Zoya, and Nick. Yeah. Okay. So tell us a little bit now about the music that you've done. You started out as a family band, and uh, actually I saw some videos of you on YouTube, and you did some really neat music. Uh, you were born in the States, all of you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how um, how is it that you came to keep so close to the musical tradition? Yeah, so it really, I mean, it comes from our families more than anything. <laughs> so when we started the band, as I mentioned, it was a family band. So mm-hmm. my grandmother and my mother really encouraged oh, us to okay. play and perform. Mm-hmm. So they were teaching us songs and uh, the correct, you know, sort of emotion that you needed to put into the songs. And that gave us a lot of context. And in addition to that, we also did like some Buddha camp where we were also playing like traditional songs that were arranged for Bambura. So we also got uh, exposure to Ukrainian folk songs there. And then in Alina and Nick's case, their their families are also extremely musical and tied into um, the heritage of Ukrainian music. So Alina comes from the Katasti family, which is a big oh, Bambura family. Oh, yeah. And so, so that is a huge impact on her and how she understands music as well. So okay. I would say that is really what contextualizes us. Okay, so that uh, being passed down. Yeah, so you've got you've got the roots right there. And did you go on to do any kind of formal music training? Yeah, so I studied classical violin from the age of 2 to oh. about 16 and having private lessons. Oh, okay. Um my sister took private lessons on cello and piano. Mm-hmm. Um, Alina also studied music in terms of like choral, and she also studied violin. And then Nick Claudio is actually finishing his music degree in Pittsburgh. So, yeah, we have lots of extremely talented musicians and people who are really professionally interested in music. But yet you have this grassroots sound. So, I mean, you can't cultivate that, though. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's it's definitely a different style and an incredibly different sound um, in terms of what we try to achieve in Corinna. Um And it actually takes a bit of unlearning in terms of the classical, you know, rigidity that is taught. Right. Um, we have to sort of become a bit looser and, and more open to collaboration and, and you know, sometimes not following sheet music exactly to the note, but instead sitting in a room together and just creating something together that's spontaneous. Um, so that that is important. You know, like I've got goosebumps just um, hearing you say that because I that doesn't surprise me at all because that's the feeling that your music gives. I mean, I first heard it and I thought this is this is fresh, but this is so traditional. And it's so authentic. I think maybe that's what it is. And so, you know, the lineage of your, you know, your mother, your grandmother, and, you know, all the other relatives coming in and uh, influencing and guiding, I guess. And then you married it beautifully to your, you know, classical, formal uh, music training. And you were able to suspend it somehow when needed and bring it in when not and your sound is just it's amazing I've loved your music since the first well first time I heard it and um, some of the the songs that we that we've played on our show they're playful some of them others are almost like a lament like in this most recent album there are a couple there that I've heard like some pew Mm-hmm. Sama Pew is how how you put it. Sama Pew is like a polka, <laughs> you know, all the time. <laughs> and, it's, you know, it's like this, you know, this this guy. But this one is Sama, which is a girl singing. And the only one I've, mm-hmm. I've only other version I've heard of that song done anywhere near yours is um, Alexis Kohan with Paris to Kiev out of Winnipeg. I don't know if you're familiar with her music, but... Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Very inspirational, yeah. Yeah, so so you know, your music is is it, it's there's something special about it because of the the way that you blend it so nicely and yet come up with a fresh sound because you're very young obviously. We are growing and learning <laughs> as we've developed. So I think it's 
it's been a learning experience to get to that. Um, and we've still got, you know, a way to go in terms of what we hope to achieve um, as a band. But I, I feel very glad and just grateful that we have, you know, people like you and people who listen to our music that like it, <laughs> tell us that they like it. And that's all amazing. It's a really great support. So I have to say that that is an important element as well. Oh, well, you know, it's, it's, it's just fun. It's fun to watch groups like yourself uh, grow and um, develop, you know, from your roots and then just see how you change and in some ways stay the same and go off, veer off into different, uh, you know, experiment with different, um, you know, sounds and, and styles and songs. And um, so you've been doing a lot of perf- live performances as well. You started out obviously doing live performances before you were recording. So but you said Soyuzilka, which is a, that resort, famous resort in the Catskills. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the one. I actually can't remember the first time we ever performed, but I have a feeling it was actually a joke. <laughs> um, so I would say probably, you know, that area and festivals around there, like 7th Street Festival in New York City, other venues like La Mama Theater. So those sort of areas were the areas where we first started out. And then as we grew older, we started playing at Toronto Bloor Fest, and that was a really big mm-hmm. you know, step for us because that was a huge audience. And yeah. we're learning now to perform in a very like high, active sort of environment. Recently in 2019, we did our North American tour, and that was amazing. So we did a Philadelphia concert, we did a Cleveland concert, Pittsburgh, New York City, Toronto, and it was all packed into the span of a week. Wow. Um, and we <laughs> we just went back to back to each city and performed in each city, had an amazing time. And we really like at the end of that tour, we just felt so good because we spent all of this time, you know, being worried and thinking, oh, someone's going to mess up, something's not going to work out. But by the end of it, it was like such a sigh of like, wow, we're so happy we did that. Um, because it also happened to be right before, you know, 2020 and coronavirus yeah. lockdown. So, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, you, you were, we were fortunate and the people that saw you were fortunate in 2019 before, before all the lockdown. And that did put a, a crimp in your plans. And you had said that you were planning on, releasing one album but you've decided to do it in two parts and do a lot online virtually so tell us about the inspiration for your third album yeah so uh our third album is called Nisum, uh which as you mentioned means through the woods uh and the idea for this album was to sort of bring the heat of summer into a sound if that was possible. So a lot of the songs that we are including as part of our repertoire on the, in this CD is are very um, flirtatious sort of summery songs um, mm-hmm. that have a lot to do with like, you know, a love interest and how do you catch his attention? Or maybe there's, there's one song in particular, and in that song, the girl, the protagonist has, a bunch of different love interests. And at the end of the song, her mom asks her, okay, but who are you picking? And she says, all of them. <laughs> so that's kind of the like playful, flirtatious feeling that we were going for that. And sort of like breaking down the stereotype of women being passive and uh, not an active uh, part of relationships and sort of putting that back into their hands. Right. Um, so that was the inspiration. Yeah, as, as if um, Ukrainian women are passive in relationships. Who <laughs> <Yeah>. are <laughs> known as our being a matriarchal society, right? Baba's always in control. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and as as a band, we are we are self organized and self managed, and oh. um, we majority of us are women. So <laughs> our one token guy, Nick, is like applause to him for dealing with us all the time. <laughs> um, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, you know, like us being, you know, enthusiastic and uh, really wanting to spearhead, you know, this female empowerment. So, yeah. 
Well, it's uh, it's a very f- a nice, fresh sound that you produce, the four of you. And I love that song. That was one of the, my, my favorite ones on this album. And you've got a couple that are a little bit less playful, a little more serious. Mm-hmm. Like Kupalo is, is, well, it's ancient, so that's why it seems a little deeper. Yeah, yeah. So that track in particular, Kupalo, is actually two songs um, woven together. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're two different Kupalo songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we were doing with those lyrics was sort of bringing in both the feeling of Kupalo being the drowning of Morenka, because that's like a symbolic part of the tradition of Kupalo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also bringing in this part of playfulness, like, oh, okay, we're going out for Kupalo, like, where's that that man that is on the dark horse like he's coming to you know like dance with me or whatever and so we wanted to bring those two elements of Kupalo in but at the end at the very end of that song um Morenka drowns so we're still bringing back the very like lament sort of depth of the holiday and the darkness of the holiday while also still highlighting the playfulness yeah, you know what? I didn't realize that Marenka got drowned in in the Kapalo story. Well, it's sad. Yeah, so yeah, at the end, <laughs> the very end of the song, that's the last lyric. Sad. But it's 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 very symbolic because it's like the the rebirth, right, of the new season, and you know, it's she's an effigy of of the season. So right. it's the beginning of summer. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Visnyanka, the spring song is kind of in that same uh, summer solstice feel. Yeah, so Vishnyamka is another one that is like very ritualistic and tied into that sort of um, ancient feeling that we evoked in Kupalo. Mm -hmm. And similar to Kupalo also, this is a song where we're weaving together various songs Mm -hmm. and creating a more complex storyline because of that. So you'll hear like if you listen to that track there's various songs being sung and then at one moment where they're actually overlaid and that creates this dissonant sort of intense tension which we really liked to bring out and sort of you know make people a bit uncomfortable with the sound and then sort of resolve it. (laughs) I did notice that. That's well put. Yeah, that is exactly the um, experience I had listening to to that song in particular. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And there's there's another fun song, and I was going to ask you about this. It's it's an instrumental, Karapet. And Mm -hmm. the melody, uh, Any just about anybody that knows anything about Slavic music uh, in North America will recognize that melody. Who's yes, that? it's the who stole the kishka. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> is there a story behind that or did you just pick it because you like it and everybody else likes it? <laughs> so it was actually my sister that brought it uh, up for consideration as a song to play. Uh-huh. Um and I think, you know, we all know it as Who Stole Kishka, but we just went for it and approached it from, like, the folk village dance yeah, kind yeah, of perspective. Yeah. Because it, it does have a village dance also to it. So we were like, okay, let's take this and let's, you know, <laughs> reinvigorate it um, and see how it turns out. So. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, love that one. Love it. The whole album is wonderful, and I'm looking forward to the second. And when is that coming out? So as you you've mentioned that before um, that COVID sort of put a wrench in our plan. So yeah, so Yusum Part One is up online. It's available on YouTube, on Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you listen. Right. Um, and. It, originally, we were going to do a fuller length album, mm-hmm. um, but we're still in the process of recording those last couple of tracks. Mm-hmm. We're aiming for spring of next year for release towards the end of next year, so 2022. And then once that gets done, we're going to release the physical CD. So oh. we, we're trying to make the best of the situation. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, well, using what we have. So. Well, you know, you're doing what we all are, right? And you're, you're doing a, a great job of it and, you know, helping us to kind of forget <laughs> and uh, just enjoy what we can. And uh, it's easy enough. We, we were getting music online. It's, it's nothing new. So anybody looking for yours can find it. And how, how do people follow you uh, to keep tabs on you guys? Yeah, so we have a website, corinaband.com. Okay. We also have a Facebook page and an Instagram account. And whenever we we are able to start performing live again, we're going to be updating everything, making announcements. Right now, we don't have any plans to perform in the near future, but we are definitely thinking about next year. And fingers crossed that COVID restrictions yeah. are a little bit less severe yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it'll make it easier. <laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, any plans to come out to the west coast of Canada? We would love to. <laughs> I think we finished our 2019 tour and that was kind of east coast, but west coast would be absolutely amazing and something that I think is definitely on our radar oh, uh, in the next couple of years. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. I'd definitely be um, up to catching up with you when that happens. In person, it would be so nice, but this, this chat has been wonderful. Thank you so much for taking the time to tell us about your group and your music, and we look forward to playing much more of it on Nash Holos, and uh, good luck with, well, congratulations on this third album, and good luck with the fourth, and uh, thanks again for uh, for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me. This is CHMB, AM 1320, Vancouver.
And that was Corinna with Hop Lisom, kind of the title track of their new album, which is available now, as you heard in the interview. Just uh, look for them on all the places where you can get music online these days as well. Uh, before the break, you heard their version, Karapet, which uh, we all know and recognize, of course, as Who Stole the Kishka. Coming up next, another group from Toronto. They've been around uh, quite a while as well. They are called Zubrivka, and here they are from their second album called Vichernetsi, Evening Party, and a song called Ivanku, all about Johnny. <laughs> Corner book reviews by Myra Junik. Ukrainian stories in English. In this edition of Knishka Corner, we will be discussing Michael Bochno's additional information about the Ukrainian underground in Zakarsonia, 1944 to 1947. Michael Bochno's memoir explores the life of resistance fighters in the Ukrainian underground in Zakersonia during the years 1944-47. Bochno's motto reveals the central focus of this book. War is a tragedy. But with human spirit, all tragedies have a silver lining. Mine was that I survived to tell the story of our heroes of the Ukrainian resistance, their sacrifices, and their victories. Writing in both Ukrainian and English, Bochna gives readers a rare look into life during World War II in Ukraine. His childhood in the village of Radava in Yaroslav County began under Polish rule. As the child of poor farmers, Michael grew up in a strong and loving community. In 1939, Bolsheviks occupied his village, and two years later, 
the Germans arrived. His education was cut short by these changes, but he managed to get a job as a social services worker for the Ukrainian Aid Committee in the city of Sinawa. In 1944, the Polish communist militia arrested him, along with other young men suspected of being part of the Ukrainian underground. His life as a partisan was spent in the forests. The underground shelters where they lived were dangerous and unhealthy. All those who had to work in underground hideouts suffered ill health for the rest of their lives. There was constant danger, but there was also great heroism. Bochna describes his training and life with the resistance. He made lifelong friends, but many of them did not survive the war. Fleeing Soviet oppression, Bochna traveled through Czechoslovakia to Germany's American sector. After a brief time in prison, he lived in a displaced persons camp. Here he found that the Ukrainian community was alive and well. He enrolled in the Ukrainian Free University and in July 1951 departed Germany for the United States. He first traveled to Cleveland, but later attended Kent State University, where he majored in geography. In 1961, Bochna traveled to Washington, D.C., where he worked in the Library of Congress Geographical Department, Map Division, until 1992. He moved to Toronto in April 1993. One of the strongest elements of this memoir is the priceless collection of photographs of Bochna's life. It includes photos of his family, his time in the resistance, and his years in the United States and Canada. There are also numerous photographs of leaders and members of Oun and Upa from the Trans-Curzon region. Bochna's story gives readers a sense of what it was like to live in rural Ukraine before and during World War II, to spend time in a Soviet prison, to be part of the Ukrainian resistance, to flee the Soviets, to live in exile in Germany, and to start a new life in the United States and Canada. This memoir is written in both Ukrainian and English. It also includes a lengthy section listing the members of Okva Upa in Canada and the United States. Bochna gives details about the life of these individuals. The information provided in this memoir is disappearing quickly, as many of the members of this great generation of patriots are no longer with us. The details provided in this book will be useful to readers interested in understanding the Ukrainian resistance and the life of Ukrainian emigrants after the war. Researchers will appreciate the details provided in this book, which are not available elsewhere. Relatives of the individuals listed in this memoir will also appreciate the information provided by Bochna about the lives of their family members. Michael Bochna was born in 1925 in the village of Radawa in the county of Yaroslav, which is now located in Poland. In 1944, he was arrested by the Polish Communist Citizens Militia on suspicion of being a member of the Ukrainian underground. After spending time in prison, he joined the underground resistance from 1946 to 47. He escaped to West Germany and eventually emigrated to Cleveland. After finishing his education, he worked at the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C., he served as the head of Okva Upa, the Association of Former Upa Soldiers of the USA and Canada, from 1973 to 2018. Currently, Michael Bochna lives in Toronto, Ontario. His memoir provides the Ukrainian community with a priceless addition to the history of our nation, and it honors the courage and sacrifices of our Ukrainian heroes. Additional information about the Ukrainian underground in Zakersonia, the Transkurzon territory, 1944 to 1947, is available from mbochna at pm.me. Thanks, Myra. Join us again soon for another edition of Kanishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Thank you.
sisters originally both from Winnipeg and now one Rosemary is still there but Charlene is in Montreal they still managed to get together and do great music and this is from an album that they put out a few years ago now uh, their most recent hopefully there'll be another one but uh, this one was called Do Melo till we meet again and that song was called Zeleny High the Green Grove up next, a group from Ukraine that is now in the United States. Uh, they are a group of angelic-sounding singers. They are called Sharivna, very well-named, which means enchantment. And here they are now with Kvika Sisik, or a song that Kvika Sisik, anyways, made uh, very popular. And it is called Dete Teper, Where Are You Now? <laughs> Oh, 
prolific group from Ukraine called Lvivsky Musica, which translates as Musicians from Lviv, one of my favorite cities in Ukraine. And that song was called Oitam Ulvovi, There in Lviv. Up next, bringing it closer to home again, and another one of my favorite cities right here in Canada, it is Winnipeg, Manitoba. Here are Mickey and Bunny with a song about uh, kind of a grifter, <laughs> Kalabai. Listening to Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio coming to you here on AM thirteen twenty CHMB Vancouver. In between broadcasts, please visit us online where you can find audio files, podcast feeds, and other information. And that is www.nasholos.com. And if you feel so inclined to support the program, we have a Patreon page, and the link is there as well. www.nasholos.com. And our proverb of the week translates as He who does not keep his tongue between his teeth has the most enemies. Well, with that, we've come to the end of our program. So to wrap things up, we have the Ukrainian old timers. I'm Pavlina, on behalf of all of us here at Nash Holos and AM 1320. Thanks for listening and Dobranich!
love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.